Hello and welcome back to the Father Bruce podcast and in this episode we will review the March 29 edition of Monday Night Raw. This episode of Monday Night Raw started off with the breakup of the Hurt Business wherein Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander have announced that they choose to separate from Bobby Lashley and MVP. Now, this breakup really does not make a lot of sense as it seems as though MVP and Bobby Lashley did not really care about Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander in the first place. They were out there defending the Raw Tag Team Champions of their own accord and they did, and Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin was not all that um, useful with, or has not really, has not really helped Bobby Lashley in any way, for, for him to win the WWE Championship, so, it's just does not make sense for me to, to see to see this um, breakup as, that WrestleMania is just a. Uh, Two weeks away and this is just a lazy booking and it's pretty sad what will happen next to the to Bobby to Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander given that Raw has been on bad bookings for the past few weeks now the following match was uh, Matt Riddle versus Sheamus wherein Sheamus wins clean against Matt Riddle and has helped further this um, rivalry to make it to Wrestlemania for the United States Championship. Now this was a clean win which is a good ongoing streak that um, Raw has been getting as of late. However, Unfortunately, for the rest of the episode, we would see less of these progressions on having clean wins and interesting matchups. So, uh, later on, there would it would be announced that Matt Riddle would face uh, Sheamus at WrestleMania for the United States Championship. The following match, or the following segment, involves Shane McMahon with Elias and... Jackson Riker, who, who are feuding with Braun Strowman, especially Shane McMahon, who's trying to get in the nerves of Braun Strowman and trying to depict himself as a bully in order for people to choose Braun Strowman over Shane. But that really hasn't worked as of late because. Both super, both Shane and Braun Strowman have not been all that much of a fan favorite. Braun Str- Strowman just can't be this, can't really present as someone that anyone would want to back up to. And his past bookings, his past character has not really been all that encouraging. Now Shane tries to tries to add some controversy into this uh, to his promos by 
by almost um, mentioning the young bucks who were who were contracted in AEW, a, an opposing pro wrestling company. But even then, this rivalry is just too lame, and people are just pretty much just waiting for this to finally end. And what further does not make sense to me is that Elias is being all friendly with Shane McMahon when there's really no reason for him to be allied with Shane McMahon. It's not like Shane McMahon is trying to elevate Elias or promising him future opportunities. Heck, Shane McMahon even uh, tricked Elias into being in a one-on-one matchup against Braun Strowman at Fastlane to replace him, yet here we are with Elias not really complaining about that. So, I just want this uh, rivalry to end. Hopefully, it'll be one and done in WrestleMania. And hopefully, Braun Strowman would change his t-shirt because that does not look good on him and if he wants to be a face he has to at least adjust his uh, attire accordingly and one thing to note about this episode of raw was that Samoa Joe was absent in commentary hence MVP taking the place of Samoa Joe in commentary I think that uh, he was a lot more neutral in the commentary, not anything not anything too loud, not anything out of uh, out of the story and then but this episode on raw has just been much of a headache to really notice or pay attention or remember that MVP was on commentary. I guess I didn't really notice that he he stayed at commentary till pretty much the end of the episode of Raw. With regards to the match between Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon, Braun Strowman has made that announcement that he would be choosing a steel cage match against Shane McMahon at WrestleMania, which... In past episodes of this podcast, I have discussed my disdain for the steel cage match in in present um, the, in the present WWE product, as it has basically exposed so much of kayfabe and all these other pro- problems with the steel cage match that really should be changed into a fight pit or a hell in a cell match. And this is especially problematic for Braun Strowman as he has cost people to win, and I mean win, at a steel cage match once with Big Show when he broke the steel cage with Big Show and Big Show winning because Braun Strowman crushed the steel cage with Big Show. And another occasion that that has happened was when he fought Kevin Owens and he thrown Kevin Owens off the steel cage. So it has not particularly been advantage for Braun Strowman to use the steel cage and what more with this rivalry that people are already hating and people just want to get over with. 
and especially with um, his new entrance feature wherein he's where they're piping in drain noise when he's running around the ring he's not going to be able to utilize that in a steel cage match I almost wanted to care about this match between Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman but I really am tired of seeing a steel cage match in this in this product of the WWE so I guess this match between Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon at Wrestlemania will definitely be a bathroom break for a lot of fans moving on we get a segment between the dirt sheet and bad bunny with damien priest coming off from last week i could probably say that this episode of the dirt sheet has not been the best compared to last week their music video of mocking bad bunny has has not been the best given that that the music video against braun strowman a couple months ago was kind of all right to be downgraded into this annoying hop hop type of music which does not make any sense they should have made it at least sort of better given that bad bunny has has is a great singer and has made great music they should have at least not make it this satirical or at least make make it better satirical this particular segment has not really helped anything in progressing the storyline between the dirt sheet and damien priest with bad bunny i had thought that and a lot of fans probably thought that maybe this is the chance where they will change that matchup into a tag team match but that wasn't the case but but there are news that um, apparently John Morrison and Damian Priest are injured, so they're not involved in this match. Either way, this has just been a passing time type of uh, segment on Raw, and this overall episode feels just like a passing time, or it feels as though they're just waiting for the next episode and not really trying to introduce something new. But we'll move on. But we will move on with the matchup between Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin, which was um, announced earlier in the show, and has got me thinking to why this was this is being held in the middle of the show. And while it is nice to see Shelton Benjamin be having more solo matches, I just wish that after this match he would be given a lot more chances, because he truly is a veteran wrestler who has uh, has been in the bis- this business for a really long time, and I get I'm not really mad at this match, but um, this really does not make sense to a lot of uh, people, given that, as I previously said, that there's really not much time for this, and who knows, maybe this is just um, this is just meant to trick. Drew McIntyre along the line that they would eventually get involved with Wrestlemania or either way their next episode of Raw 
Now, the following matchup is a segment between The New Day and AJ Styles and Omas, which I personally find entertaining. I like the fact that AJ actually played along with the, the playfulness of Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. And then just seeing Omas there standing and not wanting this. Normally, people would ex- fans would expect that AJ wouldn't take this seriously and just beat up the New Day. But instead, he was patient and he actually played along with their playful segments of charades or drawing off whichever, trying to warm up their partnership. And I like the fact that the New Day is exposing the fact that AJ and Omas are not really well that tenured partner, a tenured partnership rather. And this was followed by a matchup between Xavier Woods and AJ versus AJ Styles. It was nice to see Xavier Woods in a solo match. It was a well technical match, but as expected, there would be an interference by Omas. And then, and given that the next week is the next episode of Raw. Will be the last Raw before WrestleMania. Let's see how they will play this playfulness yet serious uh, matchup. And I really am excited to see the New Day face AJ Styles and Omas. Now, the following segment was a solo segment by Randy Orton explaining that he himself is not afraid of the Fiend and that he. And this segment was what it needed to be, and it really made use of this one-minute promo by Randy Orton that showed that he is of a veteran presence, a veteran tenure, who could possibly defeat the Fiend again at WrestleMania. Another segment here on Raw would be Drew McIntyre facing off against the whole of Raw Raw's locker room which really just feels a lot like a scene from SmackDown vs. Raw, where we see the superstar sharing a locker room and minding their own business, which, you know, not really a lot of fans would expect that that's how it would look like back in the locker room. You wouldn't want to think that these people, you know, like, would be okay being next to each other. You want to have this idea in your mind that these superstars don't wanna don't like each other, but yet we're exposed to that um, locker room reality or locker room uh, story that they seem to be okay with, with one another. And this Drew McIntyre begging for people to face him or to attack him, this really really shows a great ca- character in Drew McIntyre. And faced each superstar, daring them to knock him out. But instead, we only got Angel Garza doing that and trying to attack him. But that was quickly settled by Drew McIntyre. And this segment followed a matchup on on Raw with Drew McIntyre facing Ricochet. Now this matchup 
between Drew McIntyre and Ricochet was was alright. It was great. And it was also great to see Ricochet get another match on Raw after a lot of bad bookings over the past few weeks for him, past few months for him. It's great to see him wear his um, pants again. That looks better on him rather than just trunks. And then it was a clean win by Drew McIntyre and it did not bury Ricochet either. After the win of Drew McIntyre, we see Mustafa Ali, who was not seen at the backstage segment, attack Drew McIntyre. And that was and it was weird to see Mustafa Ali all alone and no longer wearing these symbols and logos of the retribution. And he was just alone. There was no signs of retribution anywhere. It was basically just dropped in this uh, matchup against Drew McIntyre. Mustafa Ali ended up losing that match after a clean Claymore kick by Drew McIntyre. I guess what also does not make sense is that these superstars would be alright with a one-on-one match when ideally if you want to knock out a superstar as Bobby Lashley is trying to propose, they would um, they would try to make it a backstage segment of sorts. Over on the conversation with the women's division, we have Shayna Vaisler Vais- facing Naomi, wherein an interference by Lana has helped Naomi win against Shayna Baszler via a sneaky pin- pinfall. And after this match, um, it just really shows that there's no clean, clear path to who the women's tag team champions are facing given that WrestleMania is only two weeks away. There's basically equal competitors on both SmackDown and on Raw as to who they may face. And it's good to see Naomi win for once. In a backstage segment, Matt Riddle meets with Asuka and his um, usual comedic uh, character. And what was funny about this uh, segment was that Matt Riddle outright said that he forgot his lines and just left after trying to make a joke about trying to sell his scooters over in Japan speaking with Asuka. And... But this overall episode of Raw and that this point of Raw just did not make people really want to care about this um, segment of uh, Matt Riddle. This contract signing between Asuka and Rhea Ripley was followed by an appearance by Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax who just a couple of minutes ago were involved in a t- in a women's match as i've previously said and it doesn't make sense that Shayna Baszler goes out here saying that they've dominated the women's division after just be- really losing against Naomi just a couple of minutes ago and i swear when i heard the theme song 
of uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, I just was just so upset that these tag team champions are be are getting involved with yet again this championship match, this women's championship match. I hated that this was an unnecessarily crossover between two worlds that did not need to happen. It was already unfair to Asuka that she has not been booked properly and the last time she defended her championship was six months ago, half a year. And they've been trying to get her involved with this. And not just Asuka, but a lot of other superstars trying to get involved with this tag team championship, women's tag team championship, which does not make any sense. It would have been okay if Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax eventually dropped that championship and then face each other in a clean one-on-one match. But no, they're, they're trying to force everyone to face Shayna Baszler or Nia Jax. They're not the only superstars that need to be pushed. We can just have... A classic old women's match one-on-one we don't need to have Rhea Ripley face Shayna Baszler or Nia Jax next week we don't need this we don't need that they don't need to be involved with everything and I was I was really upset about this um, interference of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler by the looks of it Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax would instead just be involved in a gauntlet, gauntlet match at WrestleMania, which would only which would just be low-key announced and something that's just poorly built because each um, Raw and SmackDown tag team division deserves a shot at the uh, title sh- shot at the. Wa- the women's tag team championship. I just hope that there would be a change of plans next week and then that Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax won't be involved in any way against Asuka and Rhea Ripley because no one really is interested in that. We should just get up a straight up Asuka versus Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania because this matchup between Asuka and Rhea Ripley and WrestleMania is already uh, is already confusing as well because we want Asuka to be booked better and treated as a better champion. Yet we all know that it's about time that she loses the belt and about time that Rhea Ripley gets revenge and actually wins at WrestleMania after the, her loss against Charlotte Flair the following year. The previous year, rather. This main event at Raw featured an interference by SmackDown superstar in Baron Corbin, which at hindsight did not make any sense for me, and the commentators played it off that Baron Corbin, or, or rather this proposal by Bobby Lashley has made its way to SmackDown superstars but after seeing checking out Twitter 
I am reminded that, in fact, there was a faction with Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, and Drew McIntyre just a couple years ago. However, while this maybe is a good introduction to something, at the same time, there's not really much time for an involvement by Baron Corbin. There, he had his chances over at SmackDown. He had superstars that he would have possibly faced. And to have, I think that the Hurt Business broke up with Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin to try to minimize it to with Bobby Lashley and and MVP. It doesn't make that much of a sense to try to introduce something yet try to cut something out at the same time. Like is MVP suddenly not involved in this? It was almost as if MVP also did not care that much about this about this matchup. He was just pretty much neutral. Like he's not the previous manager of Bobby Lashley in this main event. So I just feel like it's too late for them to try to get us interested. But if Baron Corbin could add something in the mix, then why not? Maybe Baron Corbin would make it a triple threat match. But over at SmackDown, the Universal Championship was already a triple threat match. So we'll just have to wait and see. Overall, this episode of Raw feels like it's merely stalling till WrestleMania and uh, trying to introduce new matchups like Sheamus and Matt Riddle, but that's the only thing that really was significant a significant change to or addition to Raw at WrestleMania. It showed that they're trying to slow down and trying to stall just to make it to the next episode of, of Raw, unlike in SmackDown, where here we are trying to introduce yet another celebrity in Paul Logan, or sorry, Logan Paul, and um, we can see that SmackDown is still trying to build a lot something else, something more with the rivalry of Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn. It just shows the disparity between the booking of Raw and SmackDown. And hopefully at WrestleMania, we'll get, uh, we'll get the main event of the first night with Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, who, is this, who are members of the SmackDown roster. And perhaps the following night with the main event of the Triple Threat match for the Universal Championship. Now, that is all. I hope to see a lot more progression at Raw. I hope to see what SmackDown has in mind. I have to see what this following weeks of pro wrestling has. And I hope to cover that uh, in this podcast. See you then.